the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, hey, welcome to Racer Radio FM. 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment, or hour actually, is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. You got a business with cashiers? Why don't you jump into the 21st century and go without them? That's right, self checkout. All you got to do is contact Southwest Point of Sale. They'll come out to your business, take a look and see what you got. And if they like the way your system is laid out and it's compatible with theirs, they will hook you up. What's the benefit? Seven-day, 24-hour-a-day service, and they will definitely take care of you like family. You won't have to pay for employees. You won't have to pay any benefits, salaries, and this rascal will run and run and run. Give them a call, 800-540-2149. Home Depot, Costco, do it. You might as well, too. Southwest Point of Sale. And Black Forest Motorsports, you got a Porsche Mini or BMW, and you're good looking for a dealer alternative, 40 years experience. And if you decide you want to do a little motorsports, they can do that for you as well. They have trophies all over. BlackForceAutomotive.com. All right, all Britney's all got her pumpkin shirt on yeah, today. I did my best. You did Which good. isn't great, but it's it, not a costume. It looks good. She's ready for Halloween. Do you have little critters that come by your house? We do. Um, Two streets over, they go all out. So all night we'll just hear screaming, screaming, oh. screaming, because several houses collectively come together uh, and almost make an, like, it's an interactive street. So you sort of get the the overflow? Yeah, we don't get too much. I, I actually think we're going to Steve's parents' house so that they don't have to get up and down every time there's a ding-dong. We do that. Oh, I got so, you. Um, and but, we don't have it in Alpine where I'm at. We're too far out yeah. in the hills. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. But down the hill, there's houses on both sides of the street that they literally shut down their their street so the kids can walk safely. A couple of houses, the one right across from me, he's had his fire pit out all weekend ready. I thought he was throwing a party last night, but nope. He's doing it today. Another house. Yeah. So how did you like the night of destruction? Oh I'm so glad I went. And, you know, Steve's not the biggest race fan, but even he had a great time. I think I might be going back in three weeks. It's so much entertaining. One? Yeah, I believe it might be their last night that they're running races. Let me see. And when you say night of destruction, <laughs> that's exactly what it is, correct? Yes, especially. Oh, my gosh. So the one where they do the figure eights pulling a trailer. Are you kidding me? Um, 
And then on the trailer, they put stuff. It could be anything. Yes. Um, there were little cars. There were tires. And then my favorite, and maybe Scott Delosio can help me contact this gentleman because I tried to find him and he wasn't near his car. He referred to him as Christmas tree man or Christmas tree boy. Yeah. He had a Christmas tree. It was the only thing that lasted. Really? Yeah. Everything else got knocked off. And then I was wondering... So I guess if your trailer comes off, you're disqualified. Right. What constitutes a trailer? Because there were people just dragging like one metal (laughs) bar. You know, um, the wheels were knocked off. As long as it's attached to the trailer (laughs) hitch, you're good to go. Oh my gosh! But also the last race where they go around the entire big track, but they for the main event put up. Huge tractor tires, like three of them, barrels, 55-gallon barrels filled with water, and then numerous boats. Boats. Just out on the track? (laughs) Yes, as obstacles. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was really fun. Anybody hit the big tires? Um... Because well, that would not be something yeah, that you would want to do. Yeah, not be fun at all. Um, yeah, but nothing head on. And I was surprised because they were in all three kind of lanes, you know, all lines, if you will. Staggered a little bit. Right. But you definitely had to try and avoid it. But, I mean, you couldn't really tell most of the boats were originally boats not by yet. the end of them. No. Yeah. No, they, a lot of fiberglass. Yeah, and I that's got to be why they ran that one I wonder last. how they clean that up. Well, and, and, and I was thinking that's why it's a night of destruction. They're not planning on having any other types of right, races. Right, 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 right. Because right. of that. But, oh, I uh, – so I have a couple of the racers um, for next month oh, already lined up. Um, I have a double-decker. Oh. Um, they're going to call. They actually live in Sacramento. So they, they came said, all the way from Sacramento. So. And I told them, I go, we've talked about you on radio. They're the ones that have the top car backwards. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, young guys. They look like they're just having a good time. Well, you know, I think Night of Destruction is exactly that. Yeah. Because you know how much money you put into your race program a year. Yeah. These guys do it one night. Yes. And when I first sat down today, off air, you asked me about, so do you want to get the double-decker? Yeah, you kind of went quiet on Well, me. because, you know, I've, I've been offered a lot of things, and I love it, and I sincerely want to try everything, whether it's a boat or a drag car or all this sort of stuff. But I think last night, <laughs> and I haven't even talked to my crew. It changed your mind. There's something that I want to do even more than any of the other opportunities. What? The demo cross. I really, right now, need some dirt therapy. What is the demo cross? Well, so, you know, and and actually, I should tell you, um, another gentleman that I'm going to have in, uh, or he's coming in, yes, I believe is a demo cross driver, and... um, it seems like there's two different ones, so I need some clarity on this. So there was the ones that went around the big track, the half-mile track with all the obstacles I just said with the barrels and the tires. But then there was the division where they were on the outside track, and then they made a sharp turn, and then they kind of weaved on the inside, and then they made a sharp turn, and then they were on the outside. Mm. And that's the one I want to do. Right. And Well, you want to go right and left. That's the one I want to do. Yes. And I think the winner said my car was $300. What kind of car was it? Couldn't. I can tell you second place was a Subaru Outback because that's the gentleman I was talking to. Okay. And another um, car that was in that same race, it was a Malibu. 
he drove it there. <laughs> yeah. Did he drive it home? He drove it there. Well, so I talked to the gentleman, um, his name's Roman, who drove the Subaru, and he will be coming in next month. I was, he was parked next to the Malibu, and I go, didn't somebody say, because I couldn't hear Scott. Scott's the announcer. Right. right. And we were in the very top corner, so it was hard to hear. I believe he said, somebody drove here. And so I was asking Roman about it. He goes, yeah, it's the Malibu right here. Oh, but you can't drive without the windows, you know, but you can't race with the windows. And You he can said, drive without windows. You can drive on the freeway with all sure. the windows out? Sure. Oh, I didn't think you could. Yeah, you just got to have bumpers and headlights and taillights. I guess that makes sense for some of those rat rods and stuff. Yeah. Oh, even better. And I have a reason why I said that, but let me continue my thought. He rode, drove there with all the windows and then busted them out once he was oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was part of it. I'm like, well, where am I going to store a car? I, I can't at my house. So, you store it up at my place. Oh, don't. Got Don't make this a, more of a reality. I am so serious about this. This would be such good, healthy dirt therapy for me. Yeah. And I wouldn't have in the back of my head that little thing that holds me back about, oh, the cost of maintaining. And if I crash this, like, who cares? I'll just buy another one. Like, yeah, they're not that expensive. <laughs> I know. I'm sure I could hit up Billy Baldwin. Oh, Baldwin would hook trucking. you up. Yeah, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. It looks so fun. And he had a stick, so he's like downshifting. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't want a little gutless wonder. Like, there were a couple out there where they're going, and they're not going anywhere. You want like a Crown Vic. Uh, I think, well, so I'm wondering, aren't Subarus all-wheel drive? Yeah. You think that's an advantage? I think it's a major advantage. And then I would think also with the stick shift, you know, like downshifting and like, so I don't know. I have never wanted, and I'm nowhere near giving up the the dwarf car well, of at course all. Not. No, it's no. just it would address something different, and I want it. Like poor Steve heard me about twenty times last night. Now that's what I want to do. I mean, I say I like trying things, but that's what I want to do. I can hear Steve now. Oh, he's just shaking his head. And you're not storing at our place. You're not storing. And I understand. But that, I mean, like for $500, that is so much cheaper than therapy. Yeah. If you don't think everybody, and, and, and oh, come on, this would be such a. And then a part of it is banging into people like, oh my gosh, Dave, I can't even put into words how much I want to do this. I know. Demo. I think it's, de- so I don't know which is the but demo see, you've never done you've never done a destruction derby either, have you? True, but like, and all this of that I would love to this do. Is better. But this one's like rising. It's the cream that's rising. Right. Like, uh, You're just financially, not... it's realistic. Uh, just the the relief. Yeah. Again, I, I keep going back to dirt therapy. Have you like, talked to your crew yet? They're hearing it for the first time right now. But this, it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. But see, a demo. All you got to do is make it run and stop. Yeah, it just seems so easy, and there's so few rules. So I'm my head's in the Subaru, and no restraints. No. Uh, no roll cage. No. Like, this sounds so doable and so healthy for my state of mind right now. Well, with I, what's yeah, going no on. kidding. <laughs> Since you're in a, a toxic relationship right now. With my district, yes. not Steve. Not Steve with your <laughs> district. Everybody that knows you know it's not Steve. No, he's been so great lately. All right, let's take a quick break. Because we're coming back with a whole lot more. Uh, Dirt Dude is not on Come on Calling In, so we're going to talk to you more about the insanity at Paris that Auto Speedway so on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The, the answer. answer. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, I've been doing it all along.
folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio. Good one. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Yeah, folks, it is Halloween. But hey, Barona Circle Track is where we need to be. El Cajon Boulevard FM 90, or El Cajon Boulevard FM. El Cajon Boulevard, 1595 East Main Street in El Cajon. Go to ElCajonMotors.com for new, used. They do have cars, believe it or not, and they're wheeling and dealing. So if you're looking for a great opportunity to buy a good quality used car or even a new car, go to ElCajonFord.com or ElCajonMotors.com. I was thinking of uh, monster trucks. Yeah. You know, this is uh, with the arms. Oh, yeah. Can't think of the name of it. Not the swing arms. Oh, no, but whatever. So, so, I, oh, go ahead. so anyway, you were at Paris Auto Speedway last night. Had an amazing time. <clears throat> I look forward to it, apparently. My, and, my crew is texting me that they want to go, too. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Tell them start looking for a car. But, uh, well, that's the whole other part of this conversation. Quote, to others who don't know you, you sound psycho. But we understand. Oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing like having a loving crew. Ah, it takes one to know one. Now, was that from the crew or your mom? Um, your one mom. and the same. Your mom. <laughs> well, your mother. Wait, she hello, raced motocross. Where do you suppose and, you got it from? Yeah, both of them. Yes. I had no so, chance. Yeah. So where? <laughs> so there's no blame to be blamed. But so what other all-wheel drive would be a good one besides a Subaru? What is? Hey, you're the one to ask. I know. I'm thinking. I'm uh, thinking. Do I'm Audis thinking. have? Yeah, Audi. Drive, but how much would those be even damaged? Hmm. Well, if you got like a 100, an old 100, something that's you know back in the day. You can race trucks. So I have already looked up the rules. By the way, I already have the rules. Oh, you do. Look <laughs> I at do. this. I, I, but you can I, race trucks. Yes, it says any type of car except convertibles truck mm. can compete. So you got to get a little 4 by 4 pickup. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if there There's tons of Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Nissan. So, would you want to put the 4 by 4 on? Would that be slow to go? No, cuz you want cuz otherwise you're going to be slipping and sliding. You want all four wheels grabbing. So, what about like the e-brake to get around that sharp turn? It's almost it's not quite a U-turn. It's more than a 90 degree turn. Seems like. Well, I guess we know what the guy next month's questions are going to oh, be asked. Oh, totally. And I, I unfortunately, I said today, or I said next week's open, and that would have been before the race. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> probably good. He's not coming. He's coming in the week after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are going to be, this is going to be a personal interview for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and the listeners. <laughs> ask, your, ask your crew to start brainstorming. And then I, I would go to your buddy at the wrecking yard. Yeah, I think Billy Baldwin might have a few cars. I need a, oh. and, and have it sponsored by you know Billy Baldwin. Yeah, maybe he'd. But he already has three young racers of well, his no, own. No, 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 no. <laughs> You'll pay for the car. Oh, absolutely. He just needs to help set it up and then tow it up to Paris. Unless there's a listener out there that wants to be a part of a racing program, I will buy the car. You take it home, work on it. You want to trailer it. And you'll supply the bacon sandwiches. I will. I will. See? Got to be a bonus in there somewhere. And food. I'm buying the car. I know. So anybody out there, maybe, instead of giving a, a donating a car to Father Joe, donate it to Brittany. 
I'll buy the car, <clears> but <throat> if someone wants to, you know, likes to tinker on and be a part of a race program yeah. and want to build it with me. Well, you know who but pro- I want to be competitive in this. Like I then said, you know I don't want you, putting my foot in it. Dear, it just makes you know noise. Who, you know who you give it to? Eric Evans. No. Ooh, uh, Christopher Evans won the double-decker last night. Did he? Yes. I don't think that was the first time they'd won. Oh. But tell Eric, say, hey, I need your tinker. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people at Verona. <clears throat> that were up there? No, that could help out. Oh, I know. With all the knowledge. Have it sponsored by Verona. You pay for the car and have Verona Speedway down the side. I'm sure they'd like that. <clears throat> and then just, you know, I'm sure like the you know the guys would all get together and help you out. Oh, we'll give them radio and TV. Yeah. Put the car on TV. That's the other thing. If there's a business, yeah, you can put it all over there. And your the and your mom could do all the artwork. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There you go. And I know someone on radio. I do too. And TV. <laughs> yeah. We can make this thing happen. Oh, yeah. So now, so I guess the question is, because you're so enthusiastic about oh, motorsports, yeah. what about people that are not into motorsports, i.e. Steve, who attended last night? Had a ball. See? He had a ball. It was such a good night. You know, halfway between the heat races and the main events, they had the trick-or-treating. Yeah. All the cars came out. But it's just a different form of entertainment. Like, next week, I think they have the sprint cars. Right. So that's going to be so entertaining, yeah. but just in a different and, way. And, and Steve probably wouldn't be as interested in that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But this is not, you know, you and I call it motorsports. Because <laughs> anytime you go in a circle... And you compete. That's motorsports. Yeah, yeah. Any sort of yeah, start yeah. and finish. Yeah, start and finish. A winner. <laughs> yeah, that that's called motorsport. Yeah. You guys call it what you want. I call it motorsport. He had a good time. He smiled. He laughed. He was telling his friends about it. Um, he called it redneck racing. I think of it as blue collar racing. Like it's well, affordable. It well, I think blue collar and redneck are one and the same, if you really want my honest opinion. I hear ya. One has a little more derogatory well, attachment to it. Well, only if you are that kind if of poison. I think blue-collar redneck are people that work all day, mm-hmm. work hard, usually with their hands, drink and party at night to, to get rid no. of... Yeah, to get rid of the insanity that you had to do exactly, during the day. to deal with, yeah. Heck, are you yeah. kidding? That could be a teacher. <laughs> and so you could almost say redneck, yeah. you know, blue-collar... I actually, I think when during the figure eight trailer race, I was thinking that would be a fun batch of people to party with. Oh. Just to think like, hey, let's do figure eights. That's not enough. Let's pull trailers. Yeah. That's not enough. Let's put stuff on the trailers. Yeah. Know? That's not enough. Let's put <laughs> obstacles out. Yeah. Well, and that was the one where the big track, they had all the obstacles. I forgot to mention the big ball. And I think Scott Delosio mentioned it the last time that Weren't they, they were doing that. Bouncing the ball they around. They had to get it around the track. And there was one guy that was trying the whole time to get it around. And last second, another truck saw that. And so he tried to get in on the action and ended up backwards. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun. Well, there's tons of tracks that do night of instruct night of destruction. Nobody does it like Paris Auto Speedway. So entertaining, and it was also. I heard Scott say, and uh, we're not going to mention the score, but the World Series is playing down at the bar. Oh. If you want to see it, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, What's that called? Baseball. Uh, stick and ball. The only thing I like about it, it's oh. at Atlanta, and Atlanta had got kicked out of the All Star Game and. Those redneck, yeah. blue-collar workers lost millions. Yeah. Uh, I stand so corrected, and I'm glad I asked. I'm only just now getting the answer. I said I wasn't sure 
if it was the roundy round with literally all of those obstacles being the demo cross. Yeah. Um, I want to be in the mini stocks class. Oh, the mini stock class. But they're going like left and right and around. I don't want to be, sorry, I think that the... Um, you want a road course. Yeah. Uh, what's the one that's big at Barona right now? It's fantastic. Front wheel drive. Oh, 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 the Sport Compact. Sport Compact's great because it's affordable. I, I totally support but it, it, but to... I don't want to do that. I don't want to just go in circles. No, I, I want to go road my... courses. Yes. So it's called the mini. I'm glad I, I double checked with the mini stock Roman. He's the. Um... Oh, he's already, he's already texting you. Well, I, I wanted to clarify with him. He's the one that was driving the Outback. So it's called a mini stock class. Mini stock class. Uh, that doesn't. But they were bumping into each other, and they were going left and right. So like I thought the whole people? demo. Well, we do. So, I mean, it looks like the dwarf car class anytime it's a dry slit class. We bump into each other about that much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, this year is more allowed. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, but hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, but hey, well, I, I, I digress. Well, I just read another thing my crew said, and I was like, I won't say that out loud. Uh, Barona slash Cocoa Paw, since it's the Barona segment. Did you see that Cocoa Paw already came out with a full 2022 schedule? I seen it. I didn't look at it. <laughs> That's awesome. And didn't didn't they run last night? Yeah, I think so. I know Witzel. I can't remember what she did. I started to read it, and I didn't get a chance yeah, to Yeah, I saw it. that she was racing in the O'Connor Kellen O'Connor, and uh, I'm sure David Hunt was out there, you'd think. Yeah, he was out and there. And I think Miller was out there. I right. thought Lena um, posted something. I don't know. I was at a different set of races. Well, you I were was, in a different world. I was in a different world. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots of races for Coco Paws. Was it packed last night at, yes. at Paris? Oh, my gosh. Just to, for the fans to get down during intermission for the trick-or-treating, it took a long time for really? people to get down there. Oh, it was packed. Yeah. It was wonderful. I bet uh, Don and Scott were thrilled. I, th- I would imagine. So you got to get you, you got to go through the pits. We got there just as that back entry closed, so oh, then we had to go to the front, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> because the pits then came to us during the trick or treating, so it was perfect. Oh, okay, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So I went down there, ran into a couple people from Verona. So where'd you sit? The very top corner, coming out of turn four. Oh, you were way over down at the far it end. It was full. And we got there about 6.45. Well, when you told me what time you were leaving, I was going to say, well, that's not going to work. 5 o'clock? Oh, 4.45. Yeah, I I knew that wasn't. You got to be there by 5. I wasn't in charge of driving. Oh, but as long as he went. As long as he was happy, it was a good night of racing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. What would you drive up in? His old 2002 Toyota. There you go. Yeah, I know, right? There you go. No. Just borrow it. His baby. Just borrow it. Tell him you'll give it back. I know we can find a beater. But wouldn't That'll it be, be easy. But honey, let me just borrow it for the weekend. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> no, he likes racing kind of, sort of, right now. So we don't want to. Yeah. Does he listen? Because I say he'll yell yeah. at me. Okay. All right. Well, hey, it's coming up in another two weeks. There's, I think they race like every weekend. That one in particular, Denied of, Night of Destruction, I think is in three weeks. Okay. Well, we've got somebody calling in from Paris. Well, yeah. Speedway. Can we say who? The man. Jake Swanson, right? The man. Right on, California boy. Do not touch that dial. You're listening to Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer.
folks. Welcome to Racer Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by, of all places, Paris Auto Speedway. Right there at 18700 Lake Paris Road, Paris, California. Go to parisautospeedway.com. This is an awesome track. If you've never been, you got to go. And John's Automotive Import Repair, right there in La Mesa, 7447 University Avenue. Go to John's San Diego Auto Repair.com. All right. Do we have the one, the only, Mr. Jake Swanson? Hey, how's it going, you guys? Not hey. too shabby. Oh, yeah. Brittany's over here goosh, gushing, and goshing. She went to Paris Auto Speedway last night for Night of Destruction. Good times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah she's now she's trying to buy a car, and she wants to do the sport compact uh, you know, road course event. She says, it's not expensive. Yeah. I can do it. See? I knew you yeah. would be for it. Yeah. Hey, did you know she came? She went all the way back to Indiana to see you race? <laughs> I did. I saw her, I think, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You put on a great <laughs> show. Thank you. Yeah, she's one Absolutely. of your biggest, biggest fans. We're very proud of the California boy doing very well back there. Yes. Well, well I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's a good feeling for sure to be able to come back here and, and hold our own. Yeah, well, you know, and, 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 and the reason that statement is so important is you don't get as much seat time as the guys and the girls in the Midwest, right? Yeah, really, that's that's what it all boils down to. I mean, this year alone, I've raced, um, actually raced, so no, no rain ounce. So I've raced mm-hmm. 66 times. Oh, my <laughs> wow. gosh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just can't, you can't beat that, you know. So, like, when we were racing in California, I, I think, or I guess the Western states in general, the most that I raced, and I, I raced more than really anybody back there, mm-hmm. um, because I was running midgets, three sixties, and four tens, and I think the most that I raced was like a like little over thirty races. So uh, a season like this, where I've run over double that, mm-hmm. um, it's it's amazing what that does. It's it's amazing how much better, how much confident, how much more confident you feel mm-hmm. because of the uh, the seat time, and and not just as a driver, but uh, understanding what to do to the race car in certain situations as well. I mean, that, that plays a huge factor too. Absolutely. And, and again, we've said it a million times. Seat time is so invaluable. You can never get enough seat time because it does, like you just said, it does so much for your career. It gives you confidence. You can work out the bugs in the car. It, the team gels. You know, they're working just as hard as you are, so they're dealing with any and every obstacle challenge that comes up from tires to to track surface to tuning of the car and the more you do it's just just the better you get plus your attitude has a lot to do with it too and you have one of the best attitudes in motorsports i've ever seen win lose or draw you give 110 percent but i've yet to hear you you know throw a, a disparaging word out to somebody or a situation or a track or, or even the car. It, it, mm-hmm. it just seems like you have your your head and your heart in the right direction, and it pays off. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And, and actually, I was talking to uh, talking to a buddy, you know, a friend that I made out here, and, and uh, I really liked his analogy. You know, everyone, when it, comes to, when it comes to your race program, when it comes to your race team, even as, 
at the end of the day, uh, your fellow competitors and the racetrack, everyone's trying to pull the rope in the same direction. So it doesn't really do anybody any good to sit there and, and yell at somebody over something that they did or a mistake that they made. Granted, granted, you know, you, there's going to be a time where you're you're going to have to stand up for yourself and you're going to have yeah. to, um, to have words with somebody. But it can always be done respectfully and it doesn't need to be a big production. Um, really, just, just got to keep your head on, you know. Well, well said, well said. Exactly. Like we were watching, I probably shouldn't oh. say this, but we were watching the NASCAR <laughs> race. And, and I don't know what happened between Hamlin. Hamlin and Alex Bowman, but that was the most bonehead move where Hamlin's blocking his uh, victory uh, circle. And, you know, to me, just being a child, I mean, that really bothered me. So I don't, I won't, I didn't have any volume, so I won't know what the circumstances were. But knowing uh, Alec Bowman, you know, he's a, he, he wants to win too. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's funny, actually. I, I just caught – I didn't even watch the whole race, but I just caught the end of it and, and uh, saw the replay and saw, you know, what transpired. It's – at the end of the day, it's, it's racing, short track racing. And, and if I was Denny, I, I would have been mad too. Oh. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't have made a fool of myself. Yeah. And, <laughs> and thrown a temper tantrum. And, and also, you know, Alex, he did what was right, and, and uh, he just – he owned it. You know, he's like, hey, I, I made a mistake. I got in there too hard. I got loose. and I didn't mean to turn him around, but yeah. that's that's what happens when we're when we're racing. And uh, you know, I obviously didn't mean to, and, and hate to hate to win like that. But you know, so that that shows how respectful he is. Right. And, and obviously, Denny Denny has every right to be mad. But how you go about those things and how you conduct yourself is the reason why people either cheer for you or boo for you. Well, exactly. And, and let's face it. I mean, one word: Martinsville. I mean, hello, <laughs> you yeah. know, things happen at Martinsville that don't happen at other tracks except Bristol. So, yep. Yep. so now, track racing. so what are you doing now? I mean, what's next on the list? I mean, you, he's running top 10, isn't he right now? Top seven. Well, yeah, seventh. Oh, top 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We're sitting seventh in points, um, which, uh, which I feel like is pretty good. You know, even though we're not technically considered a rookie, I, I, I disagree. I feel like we are every bit of a rookie, and um, I think we're we're you know we're we're really just shown what um, what we can do, what we can accomplish in a short amount of time. And and I'm just I'm really excited for for next year. I'm obviously really excited for Oval Nationals coming up this weekend, but um, I'm really excited to uh, to tear the cars apart and and go through our program and fine tune everything, and then and then kick the year off where we left off. I feel like we're going to be uh, we're going to be really good these next five races. Um, obviously, it's it, actually I feel for once that I have a little bit of a leg up, even though um, the national guys have always gone out there and, and kicked our asses. Um, mm-hmm. We know those places better than those guys. We've raced there a lot more than mm-hmm. they have, and we um, we have the experience. We have a fine-tuned race team. We have everything that we think we need. It's just a matter of turning the screws right and making good choices. And I, I think that, um, I think that we're going to have a good shot, but right now we're, we're sitting, uh, all loaded up minus our, minus our bags. I'm about to, uh, the next, actually, as soon as I get off the phone here, I'm going to throw our, throw my bag in the, in the truck and me and Jess and Justin and, uh, my mother-in-law are going to hop in the Dewey and we're going to drive the rig to California and then, uh, uh, starting Wednesday is, is practice there at Paris. So uh, really, really oh, looking forward to that. Yeah, this did, Wednesday? 
Yeah, well, you didn't. They were yeah. talking about it. it it's free for uh, spectators. The practice right. is free. But the and racing it's like, is this week, that weekend. Yeah, yeah. oh, my yeah. gosh. But they the said, racing is, is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, but I love going to practice. Even when I would go, I would go even when we didn't practice just because I think they had, like, like $5 or, or $2 beers. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like listeners, <laughs> listeners, especially if you're a Swanson fan, go to practice Wednesday. It's like $2 beer, $2 soda, $2 hot dogs, and you get to see our boy oh. back in California. Putting, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's, it's definitely going to be good. I could not be more excited. So I have a question, if I may. Um, when we were back in Indiana, my dad and I were ooing and aahing over the track. It looked so hooked up. It was, just looked so tacky and beautiful. And, mm. and, the, and the guy sitting next to us kind of overheard us. He's all, that's drying out. We're like, what? Wait, we're from Southern California. That is not a dry track. <laughs> Do you th- I would think you would have an advantage coming back here because you're going to be used to that stuff a lot more than those boys back in Indiana. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's not so much you know uh, heavy or slick. Uh, we get a lot of both out here in Indiana, and um, we we would get a lot of both out in California too. It really just depended on the weather if they get some rain beforehand, um, or if it was if it was dry and hot. You know, normally the the good part about it out here is there's so many racetracks, and these guys they work these racetracks constantly. They really know the ins and outs of them. Um, and so they can really make for good racing. A lot of times the, the racing is, is more conducive to good racing out here just because if it goes back to experience, the guys even working the racetrack have more experience working on, on you know, tuning them up and making them, mm-hmm. making them a good show, having a bottom and a top and being able to slide mm-hmm. guys. That's, that's what makes a good racetrack. Mm-hmm. A lot of places that you see um, in California, except for Paris, Paris is always a fantastic racetrack. Coach does such a good job of tuning that place up all the mm-hmm. time. But a lot of the other tracks you go to, it's you know that they don't necessarily have the tuning quite fine tuned, and a lot of times you end up with single file racetracks. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw that with Ventura a couple weeks ago. Yep. There's a single file around the bottom and rubbered up. That doesn't make for good racing, and it doesn't make people want to come back. You know, you gotta you gotta make for good racing, and you gotta give the racers the ability to put on a good show. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So I'm sure you're focused on this upcoming race. Uh, may I dare push you a month or two beyond? Are you looking at Tulsa shootout? Uh, I don't have anything lined up for shootout, but uh, definitely looking forward to Chili Bowl. Oh, um, well, okay. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm driving for, uh, for Alex again, for Bowman, and uh, he's building three race cars this year so um it's going to be me cj and then alex is going to drive the third one so really looking forward to that i think that's going to be a whole bunch of fun just because yeah. uh he he needs to be in a midget he needs to run chili bowl alex says i, I he's a, he's a really good race car driver and he's a really good midget driver too you know he he talks down on himself but i watched him rip a midget around millbridge and i'm like man you you got it you know it's just a matter of uh just a matter of racing now and that's comfortable enough to, to race with these guys. That's the same Alex Bowman that just won the race today at Martinsville. Yep. That's crazy. Talk about talent. <laughs> Has he ever offered you a seat in an asphalt car, a NASCAR? No. No. Would no, you do it? Uh, would you do it? I mean, I I would, but I, I don't I don't know if I would uh <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I'm I'm good where I'm at. You're really just afraid. You're run. like Brittany. <laughs> you're afraid, just like Brittany, that if you did it, it would bite you, and then you'd have to figure out a way to campaign no, on asphalt. I have the solution. I, I tell you what. I, I tell you what. I'm going to be completely honest with you. To me, <laughs> pavement, especially stock cars, they they just look boring to me. Oh, there is I nothing love his honesty. Better. I love There's his honesty. Nothing better than a non-wing sprint car. Yeah. Uh, yes. the, the ruts and guts, the wheels are up. Yes. You got to have your elbows oh, up. You got to drive it. Literally, thing. his wheels it's, are up. Well, yeah, he doesn't know how to keep his on the ground. <laughs> Yours are up. That, you know yeah. you have four wheels, right? He tends to use two. No, 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 no. He's it's th- cheaper if you only yeah, wear out doesn't, you yeah, know, the other exactly. ones. But I was thinking you, you got you to push it to the edge. You it. do. You can always get Jessica in that one, you know. Yeah, how's she doing, by the way? She's doing great. She's doing great. We're actually trying to get her some more races. Yes. Uh, next year, we, we she was able to run quite a bit really i mean you know a handful of times with uh the daming family all right uh, when i wouldn't run that 5t for uh for joe daming she'd hop in it and, and it. run it uh Whoa. at lincoln park and stuff and so it was, it was really cool for her to be Attica. able to do that all right hopefully she gets some more opportunities next year too yes jake how do people follow you around on social media i like instagram the best <laughs> me uh, too but it automatically posts to facebook so um, you can just catch me on there mostly. I, I'm not super. Uh, right. I, I don't know. go on the Twitter very much, but um, <laughs> I really Twitter. should. I know. <laughs> I know. I hate it too, but that's the way it is. All right, buddy. Well, hey, hopefully, darn, I'm going to be in Moab next week. Otherwise, I would come up on Wednesday. Good but show, listeners. Brittany might come up. You just never know. Good show. Thanks, buddy. Have a safe oh, travel okay. out. We'll look forward to. Maybe we could talk to you next next Sunday. What the hey? See what your day's like. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. Hopefully, we have a. Hopefully, I get to talk about the new eagle that we get to go home with. Yeah. All right, buddy. You take care. All right. You guys have a good one. All right. We're going to take a quick break, folks. Then Brian Armstead is going to call in. Talk about the U.S. Grand Prix out in Austin, Texas, commonly known as the Circuits of America. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. The segment brought to you by Certified Car Clinic, 11370 North Woodside. And they can be found at CertifiedCarCare.net. They need to have an in-house dyno, so anything you have done on your race car can be done there. And they'll run it on the dyno and show you what it can do. All right, Brian Armstead, who's usually on the You Ought to Know show, uh, was a guest to go to the U.S. Grand Prix in Austin, Texas, at Circus of America. Brian, was that your first time at uh, at Austin? No, actually, Dave, uh, you, you know how I hate to brag, brother, especially after after bragging about Rolls Royce last hour. <laughs> but my first actual drive on the uh, Coda track was with Bentley. Um, wow. So I've driven the track three times. First time as a guest or first time as a, as a fan of a race, my first Grand Prix there. My first Grand Prix uh, period was the U.S. Grand Prix back when it was at the Indy Raceway back in the uh, early 2000s. Ah, gotcha. But just had a just had a great time. Coda is such a fast track. Um, you know, 20 turns uh, counterclockwise. So when you go up the straight, when you go up the main straight, it's a hard left down turn um, after turn one, and then you just kind of it's just on from there. 
and I actually had a chance uh, during qualifying to sit on the straight, but during the race, I was able to see, I was sitting on turn 13, so I was able to see turns 12, 13, and 14 mm. with no problem. And that's where a lot of action took place, some really cool passing. You know, yeah. when you, when you're, when you're Max Verstappen, who ultimately won the race, he started on the pole, and right at the start, Lewis Hamilton, who's the, uh, the reigning champion, jumped out because he had a super quick reaction time. He jumped out in front of uh, Hamilton, I mean, in front of Verstappen, so by the time they got to turn 13, you know, here comes Lewis Hamilton, and everybody's expecting Verstappen because I was there with Red Bull Racing. Everybody's expecting to be cheering on Verstappen, and here comes Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, you know, in the Sky West announcer, you know, when 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 he when he said when he did that, he's like game on. So uh, it's kind of cool to hear the Brits when they call a race because they have a very unique style of racing, but um. The race, Dave. Uh, and what's your what's your co-host name? I'm sorry. That's Brittany. Hey, Brittany. 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 Hey, Brittany. Hi. Um, yeah, it was um, it was just really great that whole weekend being there, qualifying, the pit walk, uh, seeing going into the paddocks. Uh, we were supposed to have breakfast with uh, Verstappen and Perez, Gasly and Sonoda from the Alfatari team on Monday morning. Actually, had breakfast with Pierre Gasly, who's a great young young racer. You know, Dave and Brittany, what I like the most, first of all, there are not a lot of African-Americans who follow Formula One, but with the ascension of Lewis Hamilton over the years, you know, there's a reason. I mean, there's, you know, you see like Tiger Woods with golf. You see somebody that looks like you playing the sport and selling, it draws you to the sport. There were a ton of, uh, of people of all, all shades at the racetrack, which was great to see. Uh, because it's in Texas, you have a large Hispanic contingent who's, you know, into the uh, the Latin American racers, the Brazilian racers. Um, it was just a terribly, ter- terribly fun time. It just had so much fun. Um, and to see it up close, the noise, the smell, <laughs> the excitement, the pageantry, the wealth. I mean, I was in the paddock for qualifying the paddock club, and all those people who drive Rolls Royces were in there with me. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a chance to see the folks who who go to the race so they can show off their $10,000 handbags and folks who go to the race because they're really into sport. Well, I got to correct you a little bit uh, because you probably haven't seen the the race itself. You were there, but the black community was well represented. Shaq O'Neal was there. Uh, Serena Williams was there. I saw saw them, bro. (laughs) I saw them. And who is that little cute girl now that's doing uh, Church's Chicken? Is it Church's Chicken? Yeah, it's Popeye's Chicken. Popeye's Chicken. chicken. Dave, she's six foot two. Dude, little little girl. girl. I know. I was in love. And then who else? There was, I mean, there were, I think, I think Lewis Hamilton, like you said, has really brought the black community uh, to the motorsports community. In fact, I interviewed a guy who's going to San Diego State who's working with Bubba Wallace and Bubba Wallace has taken him under his wing and uh, Toyota and Bubba Wallace flew him out uh, to a race. So I'm working with him on the media side to help him because he's going to school to be an engineer, but he really, really wants to get into a car. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. So I'm going to work to get him in a car out at our local dirt track. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's just, you know, Lewis Hamilton, the, the greatest of all time, who wins this historic race at the Russian Grand Prix, 100th uh, race surpassing uh, the Michael Schumacher for the, for, the, for the league. He's tied with Schumacher for most, most championships. But boy, does he have his hands full this year because young Max, young uh, Max, yeah. years old, is for real. I watched I mean, that race. Been, I watched that race. Yeah, his hands are full. He can't sit back. Can't sit back. And you know, he's he's. I think you know, with 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 him now solidly in the points lead, he's got a chance to take this thing to the end. Of five races left. Yeah. You got Mexico City uh, coming up uh, Sunday. Then you've got uh, a couple of races in the Middle East after that, and um, you know it's it's just it's just it's it's on, Dave. I mean, it's really on. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Brittany, and um, you know, we got Verstappen right now in the lead, Hamilton second, but Sergio Perez and and Charles Leclerc from Ferrari, Ricciardo, uh, Ricardo from um, McLaren, Sainz, Norris. Uh, these are young guns that next year with the engine and chassis changes. There's going to be more parity. The speeds are going to be down, which is great, because we don't need another boring F1 season. As much as I love Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> so dominant, yeah. he was so dominant that he started a race, he'd be on the pole, and that's just over 69 laps. He takes the, or 50 laps. He takes right. the checkered flag. Right now, these young guns are like, okay, we want a piece of this, mm-hmm. and with the rule changes next year. With them, you know, you know, larger wheels and tires, uh, different tire compounds, different engine configurations, slower speeds, you're going to see, and, and Pierre Gasly said this beautifully at breakfast, he said instead of two teams competing for the championship next year, Red Bull and AMG Patronus with Mercedes, he said there are going to be four or five teams competing mm-hmm. next year. So we're looking, Brittany, uh, Dave, we're looking next year at perhaps what will be the greatest Formula One season of all time, because you know, back in the day when when Formula One was just gladiators, it was almost a shame to watch because you knew that before the month was over, not the season was over, before the month was over, you were going to lose one of your favorite racers of all time. You know, yeah. uh, Villeneuve, Ayrton Senna, Mark Donahue. Uh, you know, many of these people burned to death. Yes. Uh, some were ejected from cars when the cars split oh, yeah. in half. So Formula One. Not only is the pinnacle of racing, it's now the pinnacle of racing safety. The halo. Mm-hmm. Look at the, uh, look at the guy uh, uh, Grosjean last year mm-hmm. who crashed through the Arnco barrier, oh, yeah. and were, because of the halo, mm-hmm. he was able to get out of a flaming wreck. Right. Because the, on the halo protected his neck, for, and he was able to strap out and get out. And when Max Verstappen at an earlier race, I forgot which one it was, landed on Lewis Hamilton's head. Right. Uh, <laughs> He was his head was essentially protected by that halo. So we're seeing all kinds of uh, safety technologies that are that start at the top and they're trickling down to passenger cars, and they're making the sport safer. Open wheel racing is intrinsically yep. an unsafe sport because when tires connect, you go flying. Yeah. Well, without yeah, yeah, you can bang, you can bang, like, you can bang and crush a fender. Yeah. And, and I think that I think that race that you attended was the best thing that could happen to circuits of America, because that was on the, on shaky ground there for a while. The state of Texas was going to renege on their contract and, and it was due to attendance. And, and I think that race that weekend really solidified the, the survival of that track. 
Yeah. Well, I want to thank American Honda. They had a special livery for the race with Acura on the car. You know, this is their swan song, so to speak. They're they're formally getting out of racing. They will supply, continue to supply Engines. power plants, yeah. technology. Yeah, they sold all their technology to Honda. I mean, to Red Bull for a dollar. So Red Bull will continue to run in uh, in Honda cars for a couple of years. But again, just an absolute great race. Congratulations, Max, for stopping. Yep. Uh, looking forward to uh, uh, Mexico City. It's going to be on again. Um, and uh, just just some good racing up ahead, uh, Brittany, Dave. Just good stuff. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you guys. Today. Our pleasure, man. Our pleasure. All right, buddy. Stay safe, folks. We got to hit the dusty trail. Brittany, as always, let's get you a sport compact. <laughs> Mini stock what? road course. Oh, is that I what it is? It. Well, yes. you know what asphalt's for. Getting to the racetrack. Getting to the dirt track. Sorry, Brian. Sorry. Right here on <laughs> FM 961-1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.